yesterday I was uh, watching the royal wedding with Vivek, mm -hmm. and right after it they showed uh, the legacy of Diana and everything. They showed her car crash and she died and everything. The men were watching it, and there's a lot of interest from her now about death. Like she asked me, so what happened and how did it happen? And can you call them when they die? And how do they go there? Uh, do they take a rickshaw? Do they take a car? So I don't want her to, I want to introduce the concept to her, but I don't want her to fear it. Uh, at the same time, I want to give her, like how in that example we just said about the Busan, you know how. He gave an example to the child to understand it. How do I explain it to her? The way you think you should. I'm drawing a blank. I can say after some time. I'll tell you tomorrow. You know, it reminds me of the Buddha. And his father, when he was told that, you know, you better watch it because your son could either be a great emperor or a great, great mystic. And he did all he thought he could, all he thought he could to prevent his son from being a mystic. And that is precisely what went against him because when the son realized that he's living a life in paradise, and took that ride outside the palace and saw death in the face, it is precisely what the father was trying to avoid which happened and which led to the Buddha becoming the Buddha. So, first of all, children do not have the fear of death. It is we who condition them with our fear of death. The child emerges from beingness for the first three years of life, three to four years. The ego sets in at about one and a half to two years. But the first three years of life is pure being. Everything is magical to the child. It has no concept that it is going to die. You see? And then what comes in with separation is the conditioning which is put into the child. And then the child starts questioning because such an alien concept, the child knows deep down, I am not going to die. That is the Bal Krishna. The child is, does not need to be convinced that it is going to die because it knows it can't die. What can't die? You see? So then this inquiry which the child, like even my niece, starts asking so many people I know whose children at the age of about six, seven, you know, start asking these questions. It is life which is happening to them through this inquiry. This is the way the ego is starting to churn. Right? Now, when I say that you must tell the child whatever you think and feel you should because the parents the child is growing up under the umbrella of the parents, right? In fact, in the Indian scriptures, they say the child's first gurus are the parents. You know? So, what you feel, you know your child best. You don't need to ask 10 people 
what I need to tell my child. You know your child's nature, you know your child's thinking. You just have to, in awareness, say what you feel is appropriate because why would that be wrong? You, you know what I'm trying to say? Because the child has his own destiny or her own destiny which will unravel. But to postpone the inquiry, the child will start wondering why am I not getting my answers? So there should not be a fear of am I answering right or wrong? You see? Because you are postponing. There can be a sense of frustration in the child. There is never a right or wrong. Because if you accept yourself the way God has made you, if you truly accept that, your view will be equally valid. There may be a concern that am I saying the right thing or wrong thing. But to postpone it is to postpone a situation unnecessarily. That is my understanding. Everyone's journey is the journey of me. You are born into the me. Me and my story. That is why we take birth. And her journey will unravel like everyone else's. Which is the ultimate journey is the death of the me. Not the physical death. The death of the me and my story. That is when your reactions start reducing as you grow up with understanding. Reactions shift. Because you are not layering sanskara upon sanskara and sanskara, not getting triggered by the same things again and again and again. Like he said, in his business meeting, the other people slept. But when there is that understanding that this is what was meant to be, you are no longer keeping on poking that sanskara and revitalizing it and causing reactions in others and in yourself. A lot of us do that unconsciously. So it is conscious parenting. It doesn't mean there is a right or wrong. It is conscious parenting. And it, I mean, one has to see how beautiful it is that such questions are being asked by the child. That is actually pure intelligence operating, discovering. That must be honored. No, don't ask me this. Don't bother me now. You know, the child must not be made to feel that it's not right to ask about these things. I think it's very beautiful. Lot of us as adults question all this much later. It's so beautiful that it arises naturally. 